Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Teddy Teapot with Teddy Mellencamp. Hi, guys. I am finally back with Teddy Teapot. I have missed you guys. I've missed sharing what's going on in my life and also hearing from all of you. So much has happened here. There's been so much craziness. Dove is four months old, officially sleeping through the night. So we're into a little bit better of a rhythm. Um, Something happened with Slate and she, uh, she amputated the tip of her finger. I have never been through something like, I, I, I am like still at a loss of words on how crazy it was because it was one of those moments like, you know, when you think that it was okay and you walk in, like Slate was silent. So I walked back into the house and she was just sitting there silent. And I'm like, what's up? You know, like I, she didn't cry or anything. So I thought like the door slammed, like she had already gotten in and she was like, mom. And then I saw her finger on the floor and I was like, Holy crap. So I learned a lot of things because I learned that you're not supposed to put a finger on ice, like the finger that you chop off because I called 911. And so I immediately wrapped her hand like super tight. And then I went and put her fingertip on ice, like the the piece that had been chopped off by the door. And the first thing 911 said to me when I called was like, where's the fingertip? And I was like, I put it on ice and they were like, get it off ice. And I was like, oh my God, like 
every television I've ever, show I've ever watched, that's what they do. Like I, I had no idea I wasn't supposed to, so I took it off. They had me just wrap it and not, they don't want it to be cold because then it kills all the nerves. Um, so then when the ambulance arrived, you know, they, they took us and COVID was already happening. So Edwin couldn't even come with us and Slate was just so calm. And like, thank God I had a mask on because I could disguise how, what a mess I was. Cause I wanted her to think that like, we're, we're fine. We're figuring this out. Like we're going to be good. Um, and then we got to the hospital and she had surgery and they tried to attach the finger back to her finger so that it could be her original fingertip. And so we had about three weeks of that, which she was in this huge cast. She had to start learning and we weren't done with school. So she had to start learning to write with her left hand and she couldn't do any of the things she's used to doing like around the house, like jump on the trampoline or um, play or, or write or draw or anything. So she had to start using her left hand. And then it was kind of a waiting game to see if it was going to heal. We were going to the hyperbaric chamber every day, um, really just trying to like aid any healing process that we could and then it ended up not healing so we had to go in for surgery and they when we went into the surgery when she went in they were like we don't know what surgery we're going to end up doing ideally we'll just have to do a skin graft like that's that's the best one possible for her it's the, it'll be the quickest healing time and that's the one they ended up doing which i'm so grateful to because now we're we're two weeks out from that and she's able to start using her right hand again. She's out of the cast. Um, and I, I mean, but it was, it really shows how strong our kids are and how positive they are. And like, she was still going on these daily walks with me and talking to me and sharing her emotions. And it's just, it's so incredible how much kids pick up from you and how much they know. Like at one point my mom, she looked at me and she was like, hey mom, just so you know, this wasn't your fault. And I was like, well, I, I feel like it was my fault. I should have told you before I took the trash out, like not to follow me, like I should have known or I should, and I know the door is heavy and you know, like all of these things. And she was just like, mom, I'm gonna be fine. So she, you know, she is fine now and we're good and we're, we're in a rhythm and it has been a really brutal six weeks with surgeries and healing. And we're finally at the tail end of it and she's re learning how to reuse her right hand. And it's, it's really been a lot, but it's really shown me like how resilient kids are. And like, I have learned so much from my seven-year-old in these past six weeks. Like she is so strong and I, I just am so proud of her. And I'm, I, I'm happy to be back and talking to you guys. I really, you know, felt like I was in a place where I was really focusing on family and spending our time together and figuring out a routine that works for us. And we're, we're finally there, you know, we're doing our morning walks as a family. We're having fun with the dogs, with the kids. We have a system that works for, I'm no longer a uh, homeschool teacher, which is, which is good for my kids, but you know, we are getting back on track and I am excited to also talk about all this craziness that's happening with all of these divorces. What is going on? Like, 
So many every night. I, I can't watch TV at night because my son is our roommate, Cruz. Like, I think he's going to be living with us in our room until he goes to college. But so I'm like on Instagram, just kind of scrolling around before I fall asleep. And I, I think there's been over 25 breakups. And I think it's because of so much craziness with all, us all being home together and people not knowing what to do with their significant other being around so much. So, so many different things have come up in all of my friends' relationships. And now all of these celebrities, it's all like coming out and some are crazy. So I'm excited to get into it with Justin Sylvester, AKA the lady sitter who is on um, E Daily Pop. He also has Just the Sip, which is hilarious. And I'm so excited to dig into all of this drama with him. All right, you guys, I'm so excited that Justin Sylvester is on with me now to talk all things, well, celebrity breakups and whatnot, but also he is one of my favorite people and is somebody that constantly teases me, like from the <laughs> dinner party from hell part two. What is going on with everybody breaking up? You know, I think it's one, it's a time where people have to really reflect and really look at their relationships and determine if they're worth keeping or not. And I also think it's one of those times, like for anybody whose husband goes to work every day for eight hours or 10 hours a day and then goes to the gym, you that eight hours away from your man or your woman is the time where you could actually just be yourself and do your thing and not have to worry about, you know, all the things that are happening in your life. But to sit in a space with your kids and your man for 24 <laughs> hours a day. I don't know if the Brady's would have survived this. <laughs> Carol would have left his ass a long time ago. And they were the perfect family. But they didn't go through COVID and isolation with six kids. Because I bet you fucking Jan would have been at a goddamn boarding sure, school. Jan. Marsha would have been out of the door. Steve, you know, Steve would have ran away. It would have been a whole nother show. But I also think that people are getting confused by you're just together because you're, you know, forced to be together all the time versus actually spending time. Like I had to say to Edwin, like, just because we're seeing one another and drinking coffee at the same time in the same location doesn't mean we're actually spending time together. So we have to carve out that time to actually talk and connect and remember what we like about each other. 100%. But not everybody is as evolved in relationship and communication <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Like not everybody has Not everybody's as type eye. A and crazy? Yes. No, it's so true. And I tell a lot of my friends, like, you know, like, hey, I know you and your husband have this thing where, like, you know, he goes to work for eight hours, he comes home, you put up with his moods because it's him, and, you know, da-da-da. You're going to be, you know, inundated with him for 24 hours a day <laughs> on top of your kids going to be running around running you crazy. You need to have that bottle of wine waiting in your closet so you can pop that cork and sit there for 30 minutes, listen to some Danielle Steele and just get away. <laughs> it's really important. And I knew the minute when they said March 18th was D-Day here, they were like, we don't know how long you're gonna be in self-isolation, but you have to go now. 
the first thing I thought was, wow, celebrities are going to break up left and right. And the other reason why, too, I want to be honest and I want to be clear about this because people are crafty. And if you ever notice around a holiday, celebrities normally break up because it gets lost in the news cycle. Oh. So when COVID happened, everyone was more concerned about the deaths, the rising numbers, all of these things. So celebrities were like, you know what? We were going to break up in December anyway. So let's just throw it here while, you know, people are dying from COVID and no one's going to worry about us. And Don Lemon's going after every celebrity. We're just going to throw it in here because you don't have to answer for it for the next few months. People would forget about it the next day. Yeah, I, I see the point, but the problem is there's been so many now that like during my Instagram searches while I'm sleeping and I'm, I'm just deep and I need to understand every single breakup, <laughs> I'll get confused because there's a, it's hard for me to understand when people are like, we're sharing what's going on with you, but then you're not really sharing. You're getting yeah. like a 2% of the truth. Yeah, but nobody ever shares. Everybody says this divorce was amicable and it's with our loving hearts that we have decided to separate and nest and do X, Y, and Z. Bitch, you hate that man and you can't even look at him in the face. But well, no, that's like the, the Jamie King, Kyle Newman one. They're like, we're do you know, we're all fine with this. And then there's like, this is a restraining order. This is going on. And you're like, okay, sometimes the press releases confuse me because I'm like, but hold up. But you now, should never look at the pre the press release for you is kind of sort of a guide to like tell you where this is going to go. Like Kristen Cavallari's for for instance, when they were like, after 10 years, we're divorcing. I was like, OK, this is not <laughs> going to be clean and nice. She came through and was like, we're divorcing and not separating, not going on different journeys. That bitch was like, we're done. I thought that she I mean, I love her, by the way. So maybe I'm biased live for her like love her she was on she was on the teapot i loved her immediately wanted her to become besties i had to like try to keep it cool but um i think she could tell i was like fanning out um <laughs> <laughs> but she i mean so i love the way that she handled because she didn't like give us a bunch of fluff she doesn't make you feel bad about your own marriage because it's so perfect and then all of a sudden try to give you this perfect version of a divorce either. That's where like I get a little bit, I was a little bit revved about the Rachel Hollis and David Hollis breakup. Do you know anything about okay. this one? No, no, tell me about this one. Okay, so Rachel Hollis is like in the motivational speaking space. Her and her husband have a podcast and marriage sem seminars all about like healthy relationships, setting boundaries. like everything like they are a powerhouse so many new york times bestsellers they're in business together like honestly two weeks before the the announcement they did a podcast where like they were like kissing and doing all of these things mm -hmm. like everything mm -hmm. is happy as ever and then all of a sudden they do the announcement that they're breaking up but there was one thing that he said that i was like Eeks. she was like you know we're end up getting a divorce blah 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 please separate i mean please um respect what's going on with us da, da, da. but then he wrote in his uh we've been wrestling with this decision for years and then all of a sudden once you see wrestling with this decision for years then that kind of throws their business under the bus yes no 100 I mean, but you you brought into them as a couple, you brought into the mantras, you brought into the um, 
you brought into the business side of them. And yeah, they might be motivational speakers and they might be relationship experts, but they're still celebrities in that field. So when you think about a celebrity and you think about a celebrity marriage, if my husband is opening one of the biggest movies of his career, and I know that it's gonna hurt his career to leave him that month or that year, I'm gonna chill with him because we built this all together. Especially if my career and my reputation is based on what he does. So what, the, what these people did was they held off because they were making money. So they sold you this thing because they, they were looking out for their pocket as opposed to looking out to, to telling the truth. But here's the thing. I would have gotten a lot more from hearing the truth, from saying, listen, we are struggling right now. We are in this. We are just like you. And these are what we're trying to do. This seems to be working. This isn't working because then you're not buying a lie. You're buying. No, for sure. And then you can relate because a lot, a lot of the time what happens is you're watching these perfect couples and then you're judging your own marriage and then you're derailing your own marriage because you can't live up to this perfect couple that you're idolizing. 100%. But we do this all the time. We idolize couples. We, we really sit and we matriculate and we start to compare our relationships to theirs. And a lot of times it's faux. It's just like Instagram now. If you see a couple that takes a photo together, I know a celebrity couple, in photos, they look like they're happy, they're enjoying each other's lives, they're traveling around the world, they're all over the place with their kids. But when you see them in public, they barely look at each other and they're always on their phone. Right. I know, but, but, here's, the thing. but here's what I struggle. Like, you know, I do accountability coaching for health and fitness. If all of a sudden, every single day, I was eating bonbons, not working out, not taking care of myself, but still telling my Instagram followers and my clients that I was, that is, Shady. Shady. But how many fitness people you know have had lipo or have done the Brazilian butt lip or who have had plastic surgery and say, oh, it's diet and exercise or it's this face cream? Bitch, it's not a face cream. It's called Dr. Saban. <laughs> he lives in Paris and you ain't get a facelift. Like, let's talk about the truth. So right. you can't be surprised. The statement that got me in hers is when she said, please respect our privacy at this time. Because let me let you know something. If you were making money off your relationship, being public, bitch, you can't get privacy now that you've broken up. Yeah. The, if you're going to put it all on the table all the time, which obviously you didn't, then you're, you know, you're already, you should be, sh I mean, no, but she's going to wait until she gives the perfect book on how to get divorced or how to co-parent or how to do. 100 and 30%. And the problem is, and she should learn from this, because it seems like he is willing to be more honest than she is. Yeah. Because he, you know, kind of sort of let the little, you know, bleep out. I think Had that was she, his way of sticking it to her a little bit. Like, oh, 100%. Because she looks like she wears the underwear and that, that big draws <laughs> in that family. And she probably wanted to read his statement. He probably really just like it got approved and then he put it in there right before he let it out <laughs> I think you're gonna get the truth from him and I think what she's gonna do is she's gonna go on the defensive thinking that he is now going to let everything come out yeah I know it's gonna be brutal but I've definitely spent some time looking into it trying to read between the lines who have you spent your time uh 
doing a little research on? You know, I've been dying over this Julian Huff split. But come on, you knew it was coming. No, I knew it was coming. And the thing that I love about the Julianne, not that I love that people are splitting, what I love about Julianne <laughs> and Brooks was that they were transparent from the beginning. They were transparent. She was honest. They weren't trying to pretend like they were isolating together. They were being very open. She was open about her sexuality. He was open about his intimacy issues and talking about those things. So for me, for a celebrity breakup, this one seemed to be the most honest and the most um, forthcoming. And I think that's why people aren't questioning this breakup between the two of them. People aren't, you know, coming out with lies. Like sources say the real issue was X, Y, and Z, or there was infidelity here, because that's what happens. When celebrities break up and it seems, they say it's amicable, all of a sudden sources come out of everywhere to try to give you the tea. But for this one, she had already told us that they were having issues connecting. And for her, it's like, it, it was two years. It was a success for her. It was great to be married, but she didn't stay in a, a, a marriage that she didn't feel comfortable in, and he didn't either. And I respect that fully. Yeah, I do respect that. And I respect that they are both working on themselves and they showcase that and they're not trying to paint this perfect picture. I do get it. I, I feel much better about that than I do when it's like all the smoke and mirrors. 120%. Um, but I know we have to take a little break for a second and then we'll figure out who we're gonna talk about next. Mm. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Across Generations where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married yeah. at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation <laughs> yeah. that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. We create magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. 
It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Justin, the one that really stings for me and is maybe the most shocking is the Kelly Clarkson and Brandon Blackstock. Like, I'm one, I'm obsessed with Kelly Clarkson, and so are my kids. Um, We love her so much. They seemed great. Isn't he her manager? Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I did hear that they were like living in like a cottage kind of all together, like very close quarters. I know that can be difficult, um, but I don't know. You're going to have to give me some juice on this. 100%. Look, again, seven years married. That is a huge accomplishment. You know, if a a bit in Hollywood years, (laughs) it's a huge accomplishment. If I owned a bakery and it stayed open for seven years, I would feel like... (laughs) That is an accomplishment. You know, they share kids together. They have a daughter named River Rose uh, and a son named Remington. Um, And what shocked me on this one is that it seemed amicable. But there's two things that happened that really took me off a left field. First off, three actually. First off, in interviews, she was saying that they were having sex four times a day. What? I didn't hear I didn't, that. Four yeah. times a day? She she said on record that they were bumping uglies four times a day. So in my mind, I thought Kelly Clarkson was sitting at home, drinking wine, having sex, having a good time. They both seem like, you know, fun, loving people. So if you're having sex four times a day, bitch, you're happy. So that was the first thing that caught me off guard. Do you and Evan have sex four times a day? I am sorry. I would not be happy having sex four times a day. I am old. I am tired. And I am happy with my two to three times a week. Right? 
Look, well, you know, I'm, I'm about to get to my nine-year wedding anniversary on July 4th. You know that? Oh, that's amazing. And you're still doing, okay, and you're still doing it twice a week. And, but we have code for it. <laughs> Do you schedule sex? We don't schedule it, but like, <laughs> we have to call it because like there's always kids around. Like the fact that they're not in this room is only because I've bribed them with tablet time. But so. What do you call it? Do you want to have closet time? Because we'll go in the closet. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am sorry. You are doing it in the closet next to your shoes. Yes. And we have. We have to put down a yoga matter. It really hurts the knees. <laughs> yes. Look, by the way, good good for you. You should start selling a closet fool around pack with yoga mats, <laughs> pillows, blow up backrest, like something to elevate you. When you have four kids, bitch, you better get you better get smart with that. You okay? got closet time, then you've got to pick a music genre, and then we're good to go. And then we make jokes by how many songs it lasts. <laughs> I, uh, I can't even. We'll, feel we'll say, right I'm now. like, babe, yes, totally, but it's like a two songer today. Like, we gotta <laughs> keep it moving. I've got a podcast with Justin at 1130. And by the way, I would put Bohemian Rhapsody on twice <laughs> to make sure it lasted longer than you expected. Oh, uh, my God. No, it's crazy. But then the other thing that hit me was when people put irreconcilable differences. I don't really even understand what that means. That's Hollywood term for got real. And we <laughs> can't really say what it is. You know what I mean? Like, we can't say what it is. Yeah. Um, but another, that's another moment. This family is also used to being on tour, moving around. They, you know, her, her kids and her husband are normally working all the time, producing shows. And I think COVID made them stop and, and think. But <laughs> Kelly Clarkson won't really come out and say it. I do agree with you. But what we will get is a fire-ass album that tells us uh, all about it. We know what's happening. And he's going to be sad if he's not her manager anymore when that album does come out. Don't worry. He's going to still be connected. <laughs> he still gets um, 10%. My, oh, my gosh. Justin Hartley and Chris this one I did do a little research on only because I realized how much both of his wives look the same. Oh, wait, did you say both? Not, not, now they're both exes, but they have a very Ooh, similar look. How and I was like, I was like, he has a type. That's for sure. They're both beyond stunning, beautiful. I meant that as a compliment, but I was like, this is definitely a type. Um, but the part that I thought was crazy is that he listed the separation date way before she is saying that they separated. Mm -hmm. And she's saying that she, they were, she was blindsided by it. For sure. Sometimes lists the date. I, let me not say celebrities. Sometimes people list the date before it actually happened because maybe they have a new contract oh. coming out that might give them big money. So if you say that you were separated July 1st and you signed a contract August 10th, your spouse is not entitled to that money. I see what you're saying. I see what you, you know that I'm a divorcee, right? I know that you're a divorcee. I'm a divorcee, but, but I was so broke. We were like, they <laughs> <laughs> were like this. I'm like, well, do you want half the stemware? <laughs> it's up to you. Like, Wait. you can see the dog on weekends if you want. 
How long were you married for? I was married, I mean, I think 18 months, but only because it takes a year to get divorced in California. That's where I would have emailed you and been like, hey girl, sorry about your divorce, but can I get my La Crusade pod back? That was 250. And if you're not going to be married for longer than two years, you got to return the gifts. Well, why do you think that I had such a small wedding with Edwin? It was just our family because of the guilt. I was like, I still, I've got these other gifts that I never even opened or used. I don't want to be forcing people to pay for it again. Not to mention my dad's like, you've got another thing coming if you think I'm paying for another wedding. <laughs> You know, it's so crazy. When I look at these two, whenever you're in entertainment, I always tell people, date somebody who understands the game, the nature of the game, an agent, a manager, maybe a hair and makeup artist, because being in entertainment and being an actor, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of dedication, and it's also a lot of time from home. But what happens when two actors date one another is there's a little bit of competition. And egos get in the way. And egos get in the way. And I don't know this for a fact. I've not talked to either of them. But I feel like after Chrishell became this overnight sensation on this show called Selling Sunset, I think the issues kind of arose between the two of them. I also think sometimes when you're with a partner and they hit it big, Sometimes you don't understand that person and you can't understand that rise and that change in them. So it causes a rift between the two of you. That makes sense. You know and reality shows, it's different when it comes to like scheduling. Like when I know when we're filming Housewives, it is like nonstop six days a week. And it's not necessarily where you get your like, whereas, you know, this is us or something where I'm sure you get your call sheet, you know, your yes. time. It's like, for on a reality show, if drama hits the fan, you're there for the night. Like I could think I'm going to be home at seven one night and it's one in the morning and we're still out going at it. And that's what it is. That's what it is. And you have to have a partner who understands the nature of your game and is okay with it. Okay. Cause understanding that, you know, Oh, I know you got late night shoots, but being okay with it and being on the same page as a couple is hard because one person wants to do the show, and but one person doesn't want to do the show, but I'll do it for you. What happens is the resentment comes into play and then you're stuck in a situation with somebody who's pissed at you for being successful. Yeah, and I mean, I think you have to make a choice. You're either gonna be with somebody who you want to take care of you and wants to be that person to nurture and take care of you and be there for you for every little thing you ever need, or you want to marry somebody that's more of your equal. And that yeah. you push each other and you motivate each other and you become like this team and this, and this, you know, power couple where you both want each other to succeed. But I think that's really hard to come by. It is hard to come by, but it's not hard to come by if you're honest and open with the person. About what you and want. About what you want. And I say this and I'm going to be, say it so nicely and I know it's going to come off wrong. And the reason why I always go back to women is because as a lady sitter, I have worked with a lot of women in my life. I say this because I see a lot of women who want something in life, don't know how to get it. And what they do is they just agree to go along with the man's plan. Like if your man wants to get a PhD and wants to move to San Diego, wants to become a lawyer, we've all seen it with the Betty Broderick story. You follow your man wherever he goes. And when you get that one spurt, 
of, oh my God, this opportunity is coming up, but I'm so scared to tell Jed or I'm so scared to tell, you know, X, Y, and Z, it becomes this little bit of resentment in the back of your mind. And then when you finally say it, your husband goes, well, I yeah, honest but from the get You have to be honest, but you also can change. Like when, after I had my kids, I, you know, well, my first two, I had felt like in a place where I was really lost. I didn't know what I was doing with my life. I couldn't go ride horses anymore because I didn't want to be traveling to hotels with my kids. Like I had to like look at Edwin in the face and go, I don't know what I'm doing right now, but I've got to do something because I'm going crazy. And 100%. I, and I'm going to change my life. And I don't, and at first he was like, okay, Teddy, like, sure. You know, whatever, like, we'll see what you're going to do. And that's how I ended up creating all in and all these things happened. And then housewaves fell on my lap. But it took him a little while to see that I was serious because I had been yeah. for a long time. No, 100%. But you <laughs> stood with it and you stuck with it. And look what happened. You blossomed into this thing. I have a friend who she and her husband on their anniversary every single year, they got married in December. So it kind of works out perfect. On their anniversary every year, they do a two hour power session with a therapist. That's smart. And they talked about things that they love about that year with their partner, things that they need to get off their chest. But most importantly, they talked about how they changed over the last year, whether it's the things they like to eat sexually, things that they find like annoying now that they didn't find annoying before, but they do a two hour session and the session ends with them confirming that they've heard one another and that they're open to making those changes. And if one of them says that they're not open to making the changes, they then have therapy throughout the year. I might have to steal this. I love this idea. She does it every single year. And she said the reason why she did it is because after the third year of marriage, something came up and she realized that her husband had been harboring things for a while and not saying anything to her. So the smallest things that happened in 20, 2010 would roll over to 2012. And by the time they got to 2012, they became these huge mountains, you know, out of molehills. And she said that she'll never let that happen in her life again. She'll never let her husband or herself carry things over from year to year. I think that's pretty brilliant. I mean, because I'm not the world's best at letting things go, you may have noticed. <laughs> Ooh, the housewives love to hang on to a nugget, bitch. I know, but I think that's a brilliant idea. Um, and I, I also think that it's so important to know that like you, you may just be in a bad mood one day. Like there mm -hmm. are some days where like I wake up and my mood is wretched. And if I don't like alert the, like, the, the family, then they take it personally. Like, oh, it was, but if I wake up one day and I just can tell I'm stressed, I've got a million things to do, blah, blah. If I just say to Ed, like, hey, babe, sorry, I am super stressed today. I'm just telling you, like, I I'm going to get through it, but it's just craziness. Our day is so much better than when I'm like grin and bearing it and like pretending everything's fine. And they're like, what's up your ass? Like, you're such a biatch today. Like, what's your problem? And then we don't have any issues. 100%. But you have to be open with everybody. I sometimes send it a company-wide email, like, <laughs> I am not the one today. Like, if I know I'm walking into a meeting and I, it, my meetings here at E are at six o'clock in the morning, and I, when I get in my car at 5.30 to go through Mario Kart, because I wait till the last minute to get in my car, and I play Mario Kart at 
party in the morning going through traffic. I sent an email. I'm not the one today. If I don't say anything, it's not because of you. <laughs> and it's a simple email. I'm not the one today. Well, I kind of love that. Um, we got to take a little break and then we're going to come back and dig into our final phase. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married yeah. at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous <laughs> of your generation yeah. that didn't have to deal yeah. with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite and together, you know how we do, we create magic. We create magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so now that we're back, I do have to ask a little bit about the Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green of it all. I have to say I got very revved up when I saw him out with Courtney Stodden. Oh. Oh. And here's the thing. I, because I have been obsessed with Courtney Stodden for, like, she's one of those people that I always, like, look, like, what's she up to? Like, I don't follow her, but I go just to see what's going on. I'm just mad that, like, Ryan Austin Green was that dude back in the day. You know what I mean? And I'm just mad that he had to take the low road in this situation. I mean, like, call up somebody to try to get papped, to try to walk into a restaurant, to try to make her jealous. But if you're dealing with Megan Fox, I'm going to need you to do somebody better. I'm going to need you to call <laughs> Angelina Jolie and meet at that Trader Joe's that she likes to go to and shop for them kids. I'm going to need you to walk out right behind her and let people talk about that. Like, that's the one thing about breakups. I yeah. always say you always let your partner move on first so you can calibrate who your rebound is going to be. Well, so if your partner moves on with a solid six, you know you got to go for at least a seven. That may, You know, that's good logic. But I mean, I think even watching the Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly music video, I was like, this is like very sexual. This is pretty much closet time. No, it was pretty <laughs> much closet time. But Brian Austin Green, look, I don't know how true these reports are. I'm just going to say it. There was reports out that Megan Fox had left Brian Austin Green back in 2015. He had had a debilitating um, mystery illness that left him bedridden for three months. And she kind of walked out on him back then. And then he took her right back. I just, I don't know. I, I've dealt with people in the past, like, who have had people walk out on them when they are you know, yeah. debilitated. Mm -hmm. And I never understand the narrative that you will take somebody back after they left you when you were in a wheelchair or bedridden. That to me seems crazy. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's like some codependency stuff there going on. And I, I don't know, but I definitely, I had all of this, like, I had all these theories and then I saw the Courtney Stodden and I was just, now I'm all, I'm done. I'm done with him. I'm, I'm done. done with him. I'm done. He's I don't want to hear the. I don't want to hear the song you're collaborating on. I'm done. He did this beautiful, beautiful podcast about how you know things just didn't work out, and I was like, "Damn, good for you for taking the high road." That bitch is gonna go back. She better go back. She had a good man. Two days later, you gonna walk out with Courtney's dog? <laughs> no, no. Um, other writings on the wall. We know that Sophia Ritchie and uh, Scott Disick. Scott Disick. Come on. We knew. I, we but, knew. And it makes me sad because I was that 20-year-old girl dating a, like an almost 40-year-old man, living my best life because he had a life and it was so fun and so cool. But, you know, you get to a point where your, your age really comes into play and there's a big difference you know, between a 20-year-old girl who has no children and a 40-year-old man who has children responsibilities and an ex, you know, basically an ex-wife. That has a huge history together. They've created this huge life, this empire, all of these things. It's just, that is a lot to take on. It's uh -huh. a lot. 
I mean, not as much as whatever's going on with Mary Kate and all and her husband. The only thing I'm going to say about that is when Mary Kate Olson, who was the original first billionaire of all the Hollywood actresses and socialites, yeah. said that she couldn't get her things out of the rental. Bitch, why are you renting? Why well, I, are I, you I, renting? Well, I think, you know, with, do we think that there's going to be more breakups to come? What do you think's happening now? Do you think we're going to flatline a little bit or what do you think is the next I step? I think that there are going to be a lot more breakups. I think with this Black Lives Movement thing happening right now, I think couples are having conversations that they have never had before. And I think a lot of people are gonna be surprised at how their partner thinks about you know, racism, about um, human equality, about the state of the, this country. I know a lot of couples that don't even know how each other vote. You mm -hmm. can no longer not have those conversations in your homes, especially if you're thinking about raising children. Yeah, so I was I, just about to say that, trying to educate your children and be on the same page and both be listening and avail, like, actually learning uh, I actually think, learning yeah i think i'm gonna give you a real good example there's a celebrity couple that i know they before i got to hollywood you know obviously i'm only 33 years old but she said that after 9 11 she you know was having conversations with her husband about the terrorist attack and his outward you know hate towards people of Middle Eastern descent. And she was trying to understand it. And through those conversations, she had no idea that the person that she was with for 10 years before that felt this way. Oh. And it took 9-11 to bring out his feelings. And, you know, I think everybody reacts differently, but until you activate those feelings, you never know. So I think a lot of people are having these feelings activated within themselves and showing their true asses to their partners. And once you say something and once the, your partner hears it, it's really hard to remove those negative thoughts or feelings or judgment. Oh, I know. Even friends, like when the women's movement was going on and Me Too was happening, to hear friends say what they said, I, I had to drop a few people. Mm -hmm. I had to drop a few people and I don't even have an ovary. A bitch <laughs> ain't even got a breast gland. I mean, I don't even have a mammary gland up in here and I had to drop a bitch. So I'm only, like, my only worry is that all of these couples, and it's great that they're having these conversations now. And it's great that we're opening up this dialogue, but I think a lot of couples probably didn't know each other and how they stood on race relations because we haven't really talked about it since the 80s. I know, I agree. I, when I, I'm gonna have Dr. V on later on and I'm gonna actually ask her about that. What's the best way to start having these conversations in a healthy way with your significant other so you can both grow and learn and what are some resources and really kind of dig into that because I think that's where a lot of people are gonna get into it right now. 100%, and I always say this, I know you have a lot of female listeners, as much as men think they run the household, women, you run the household. We set the men, tone. You set the tone. You set the tone. So if you walk into your house and you tell your husband, I'm going to sit with Timothy in the next two days and talk about equality and how race is not 
you know, should not be in his vocabulary and how he is equal to his black friend, Jabari, then we are going to do it. Okay. You don't ask any questions. You let him know. Yeah, I agree. You let him know, ladies. Let his ass Let know. him know. And withhold well, sex. <laughs> he is not trying. You better not be going into that closet unless. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No. No way. You tell him he can have some pantry time, and all pantry time <laughs> gets you is a boob graze and blue balls, okay? Oh, Justin, I love you. Thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell the listeners where they can find you and all of that jazz? Yes, my podcast, Just the Sip, comes out every Wednesday. It's on Apple, Google, Pandora, wherever you get your podcast. And I'm on Daily Pop every single day at 12.30, 11.30 Central on E. And follow me on Instagram, at the Ladies Sitter. We keep it cute. We're informative. We're activism. We're, we're funny memes. We're doing the damn thing over here. Oh, well, love you. Mwah. Love you too. Oh my gosh, you guys, that was so much fun with Justin. And we went down so many rabbit holes that we ran out of time. So I'm going to have to have Dr. V on next episode. And we're going to talk all things about having difficult conversations with your significant others, surviving this pandemic with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening to Teddy Teapot. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to Teddy Teapot on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and in the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.